Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome to the Veterans Perspective. I am your host, Zanetta Adams, the Director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. And today we're talking about consumer protection. We're also going to touch on a little bit about talking about some of the things that you can do for recreation now that it's getting warmer out in Michigan. But don't forget, you probably shouldn't put away your warm weather gear yet because we are in Michigan and we could still get a doozy of a storm. Um, today joining us will be Attorney General Dana Nessel talking about scams and consumer protection. And we'll also be speaking with Annie Callahan and Ward Whaling of Camp Liberty about recreational opportunities there. I do want to put a reminder out there that this is the month of the military child. So if you want to find out more about things that are going on in your area, visit militarychild.org. And it's also Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So if you have been a, a, a victim of sexual assault in the military, visit mentalhealth.va.gov to find out more information about how you can get help. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I'm Zanetta Adams, the director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. And today we're talking about a few things, but first up, we're gonna be talking about consumer protection and scams that are targeting veterans. So just wanted to give you a heads up that, you know, scams have been happening a lot. We're gonna talk about some of that with um, Attorney General Nessel a little bit later, but first I wanted to just kind of um, put some things in perspective. You know, um, if you go to Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, for instance, um, consumerfinance.gov, you'll see articles about veterans who are being approached by individuals saying that they're veteran advocates and I can help you get your benefits. I can help you get your, your aid in attendance for a fee, or I can help you increase your, your benefit for a fee. Let me tell you, that's a scam. So first off, no one can ever charge you for initially doing a claim. So the only time that someone can charge you is if they're an accredited attorney for a fee that comes off of your claim if they're filing an appeal. So you want to go check out the Office of General Counsel on va.gov's website to find out if that person who is asking to assist you is an accredited attorney or an accredited service officer. And don't give them your information and don't give them any money unless they're on that, that list because at the end of the day, you don't want to be giving out your information. You don't want to be sharing sensitive information that could impact your benefits for years to come. And so talking with us about a lot of that information and just scams in general will be Attorney General Nessel. Now, she is a former criminal prosecutor and civil rights attorney, and she was sworn in as Michigan's 54th Attorney General on January 1st, 2019. As the state's chief law enforcement officer, Attorney General Nessel launched Michigan's Elder Task Force, Elder Abuse Task Force, in partnership with the Michigan Supreme Court to stop the rise of crimes against one of the state's most vulnerable populations. A graduate of the University of Michigan and Wayne State University Law School, Attorney General Nessel lives in Southeast Michigan with her wife, Alana McGuire, and her twin sons, Alex and Zach. Well, welcome to the show, Attorney General Nessel. Thanks for having me. So, um, you know, we talked about earlier a little bit about um, you being the state's chief law enforcement officer. So please tell our listeners a little bit about what that is, what that entails. What does that mean? Well, I have statewide jurisdiction. I am the chief law enforcement official in the state. And that means that we can prosecute crimes uh, as they occur anywhere in the state of Michigan. But I'm also the chief uh, consumer advocate for consumers in our state. And that means being able to bring lawsuits, uh, criminal and civil cases on behalf of consumers all around the state, uh, and also serving as an advocate to uh, 
make sure that people understand best policies and practices uh, and to help people, you know, be educated as to how to avoid being, you know, falling victim to various different types of scams. Well, that, that's great information. So, you know, I know this last year especially has been a little bit crazy and, and just with everything that's going on. And, and I wonder, have you seen an uptick in consumer protection issues um, in the last year, especially since the pandemic, just in general? Oh, yeah, we've seen a huge uptick. And if you look at the number of complaints that have come in to our office and uh, the number of cases we've had to handle, uh, just a tremendous increase. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. But, you know, the times when it's easiest to take advantage of someone is when they are, are scared or nervous uh, or whether they have some sort of a situation going on that they're not used to having to handle. And normally it's something like a storm uh, or a power outage, but in this case, it's it's COVID-19. And we have seen scam after scam after scam, literally at every phase uh, since uh, you know COVID-19 came into our lives. So, and also people are at home and they are ordering things online much more than they used to. They're not going into stores. They're not seeing people face-to-face. So they're better able to prey upon people. Yeah, I I would agree. I mean, and, and and nobody's nobody can is it's outside of someone trying to scam them. I just received a call the other day from somebody named Gary talking about my credit cards and how my 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 file came across their desk and my assistant gave him a call and you know it was like, well, what company are you with? And they hung up the phone. So they they don't care who you are. Nobody is um nobody's not vulnerable from this. So right. I. I I appreciate I get those calls all the time. And sometimes I'll, I'll say, Hey, you know, I'm the attorney general of the state, right? Uh, I know this is, is fraudulent. I know this isn't real. And then they, they hang up pretty quickly. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know how many times I've wanted to just kind of, you know, follow through just to see how far they'll take it, but um, I haven't done that, but that means that our, our, our most vulnerable population is, is vulnerable as well. And, and I think about our elders, and, and I know that you launched the Michigan Elder Abuse Task Force. And so we have, of our 550,000 veterans in the state, over 200,000 of them are 65 years and older. And so um, they're all kind of scams. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But first, can you tell us a little bit about the Michigan Elder Abuse Task Force? Sure. Um, this is a task force that we put together about two years ago um, after I came into office. And uh, we did this in concert with uh, the Michigan Supreme Court. So we have uh, three co-chairs on the committee, myself, uh, Justices Kavanaugh and Bernstein, uh, and it's housed in the Department of Attorney General. We have uh, over 50 senior advocacy organizations uh, that are involved in bipartisan representation from both the Michigan House and the Michigan Senate. And we are moving forward on a number of initiatives to best protect seniors in our state, which we know, unfortunately, um, there are 73,000 cases of uh, elder abuse, neglect, and economic exploitation every year. And that's what we're trying to prevent. Wow. That, that's a lot of cases. And so um, I, I, I cannot wait to start diving into what some of those uh, scams look like, what you all are doing at the Attorney General's office to stop these things. But we're about to take a commercial break. So when we come back, um, stay tuned. We're going to be talking with Attorney General Nestle about the Michigan Consumer Protection Act, robocalls, tax season, veteran scams, you name it. So stay tuned when we return on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now back to your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I'm joined by Attorney General Nessel 
of uh, the Michigan Attorney General's Office. And we are talking about consumer protection and we're talking about scams and our vulnerable population. And so, uh, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Michigan Consumer Protection Act. I know we touched on Michigan's consumer um, protection a little bit in the last segment, but can you tell us a little bit more about that and um, what does it cover specifically? Sure. Well, the Michigan Consumer Protection Act basically gives consumers, uh, as well as uh, prosecutors and the attorney general, a way to fight deceptive practices. Um, and, you know, if, if we win, we can get compensation for those uh, who have been defrauded and who have lost money. Uh, and individuals can also bring cases under the Consumer Protection Act. And if so, they can uh, get monetary awards and attorney's fees. Uh, but it, it's really what we utilize to protect consumers all around the state, because unfortunately, there are so many scams out there. There's so many ways to con people. And really, there are more than there ever were before because of the Internet, because of our smartphones um, and, and because of, you know, as much as uh, technology has been a wonderful thing in our lives for so many reasons, uh, it's really allowed uh, bad actors to prey on people in a way that, you know, is really unprecedented prior to this time period. Well, I, I can't agree with you uh, more. This is, this is a time where, I mean, it's, it's so frustrating. You know, we hear from individuals, we hear from veterans all the time about certain things and it's, it's just, it's just interesting. So I guess, um, I guess for some of those folks, you know, let's just say they've, they've talked to someone that they're unsure that uh, they, it was a scam or not. What, is it too late if they've given out some of their information to a scam artist under this act? Well, what, what I would say is this, first of all, um, you know, if you do that, uh, I would say that you contact us at the Department of Attorney General and let us know exactly what happened so that we can assist you as quickly as possible. Uh, and we can help track down whoever it is that you gave that information to and walk you through and give you advice about how to best protect yourself. I will tell you that we have um, at the uh, AG's office now, we have a department that does nothing but helps those, uh, not just when you've lost money, but when you have lost uh, your identity, when your identity has been stolen, we walk you through the entire process from beginning to end and helping to restore your good name and helping to restore your credit. Uh, because sometimes that's the worst part of it. It's not just whatever money you happen to have lost, uh, it's how do you rebuild your name and whether it's things like, uh, you know, getting a credit card or filing your taxes uh, or getting a loan. If you uh, have, you know, been a victim of identity theft, those things become very, very challenging. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. That's happened to me a few times. So I, I know it's frustrating. You have to change everything, lock everything sometimes. So um, let's shift gears a little bit. I wanted to talk about robocalls. And I remember you know, there was a, a time period where um, I thought that there was a law in place where, you know, people couldn't call you as much or you couldn't, you didn't have to get telemarketers calling, but I, I know that robocalls seem to be on a rise. Can, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Or, or well, that's they, illegal? they are, and you can put yourself on the do not call list, but the, the problem is this, most robocalls are illegal. So illegal actors don't care. They don't abide by the law. And so, you know, we're doing everything we can at our department. We actually have an entire anti-robocalling unit. Uh, and if you go to our website, you can actually report robocalls that come into you. But I, I really think the best thing you can do is learn how to deal with robocalls. So what we advise people to do, um, besides putting your number on the National Do Not Call Registry, um, is first of all, 
don't pick up the phone from anybody who calls you where it's not one of your contacts. So it's not somebody that you know is calling. And, and even if they're calling from your particular area code, uh, know that calls are, are spoofed all the time. And what spoofing means is that bad actors have the ability to make it appear as though they're calling you from any number they want. Uh, so don't ever trust that the person is who they say they are just because the number matches. You always have to call back independently, look up the number. If somebody says, I'm calling from your bank. Don't trust it's coming from your bank. Say, well, what's your name and what, where, what location? And then look it up independently and call back. But the most important thing is don't pick up your phone. If it's a number that you don't know, let it go right into your voicemail. And of course, if it's important and it's legitimate, they'll leave a message and you can call them back. But the other thing that you can do is contact whoever your carrier is or your provider. And you know whether it's Verizon or T-Mobile or whoever, for cell phones, there's always an app that allows your those calls to go directly into your voicemail. So you don't even know that that call is coming in at all. And so it doesn't disrupt your day. And 90% of the time, they're not going to leave a message because it's an illegal robocall. And they're just trying to get a hold of you and see if you'll talk to them. But if you do answer, and it, it turns out that it's a robocall, hang up right away. And don't engage in conversation. Don't even try because they're just going to contact you further as a result of that. That's good information. And I will say that, um, you know, ever since I learned about that app and that opportunity through my phone company to be able to block potential spam, it, it works every time. Sometimes it blocks people that are not spam, but that's okay. If, like you said, if it's important, they'll leave um, a message. So um, I, I do appreciate that nugget. And just while we're in the middle of this, what website would people go to um, to find out more information about what we're talking about? Uh, well, if you go to our website uh, and you can make a complaint at MI dot gov slash ag complaints or you can call us at the department of attorney general at 877-765-8388 and when you go to our our website you'll be able to see all the various different consumer protection oriented units that we have but also uh, we we list all the current scams that are out there so that anything that we become aware of we generally put out consumer alerts and you can look them all up so that you can see well What's sort of the scam of the day, you know? And a lot of times it will depend, by the way, on what time of year it is. Uh, so, and, and funny enough, I mean, even on Valentine's Day, there are a number of different scams that are just associated with that. So depending on what's going on in the world and depending on what time of year it is, you'll see various different scams crop up. And, and that, you know, you bring up a good point. We're in tax season right now. I know tax season has been extended here um, until May of this year. And so are we, are you seeing scams during tax season? And what are some of those scams if you are? Yeah, always, always. So, you know, one of the things that I think people need to be very, very careful about is first of all, whoever your tax preparer is, um, you need to really research whoever this person is because you're, you're depending on them to ensure that your taxes have been done properly. And at the end of the day, if there's an issue, generally speaking, it's the, you know, the taxpayer that is going to be in trouble, not the tax preparer. So definitely do your research before you hire anybody on this. But you know, in addition to that, uh, it's very important that you make sure when you're, if you're mailing your taxes, that you're not just having your tax return hanging out of your mailbox waiting for the postal carrier to come, because there are a lot of identity thieves that are on alert and they'll steal your mail. So go to, you know, a uh, a locked. Um, United States Postal Service box or, you know, go to the Postal Service and drop it off. 
But the other thing you got to be careful about is if you're filing your taxes online, which most people do now, uh, to make sure that they have, you know, a secure uh, service to do so and that you're not at, you know, in a public area where um, that particular, that anybody will have internet access because, you know, people are on the lookout for people trying to file their taxes. So make sure you have a, you know, a, a secure line for that. Well, that's great information. I, I think that, you know, uh, our listeners are getting a wealth of information right now. Um, I, you know, so I know that when we come back after this commercial break, we're going to be talking about some of the scams that veterans um, can face and even the vulnerable population of veterans seeing as though they make up, uh, you know, almost a half of what, of what our Michigan population is. So um, thanks uh, for all the information. Looking forward to having a, a conversation after we come back from commercial break. So stick around with us on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host, Zanetta Adams, Director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. And I've been having a conversation with Attorney General Dana Nessel of the Michigan Attorney General's Office. And we've been talking about scams and consumer protection and robocalls and the like. And so I wanted to kind of dive in um, and talk a little bit about uh, some of the common scams besides the tax scams we talked about. Um, some of the things that are happening around tax season and what to be on the lookout for. But what are some of the other common scams that you're seeing and that um, we may see if we go to that michigan.gov backslash AG complaints uh, page? Well, you know, scammers employed um, a number of sort of vet focused twists on identity theft and phishing, imposter scams, COVID scams, uh, investment loan manipulation. Some of the stuff that, um, that we've seen uh, veterans will be told that they qualify for money from a secret government program, but first they have to pay a fee or they have to provide personal information. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, scammers will offer cash up front in exchange for much higher future disability or pension payments. So that's one that we see quite frequently. Uh, they might try to charge veterans for access to their service records or for government forms. And of course, these materials, as you know, are available for free uh, from the Department of Veteran Affairs. Um, we also see some unscrupulous uh, advisors that try to sell older veterans on plans to boost their pensions by investing in financial products that would make it appear as though they have fewer assets. And these plans can end up disqualifying veterans from other government help like Medicaid, or it could limit their access to money. Um, and then we see a number of other things, um, uh, examples of affinity fraud, so scammers will pose as veterans or reps from organizations that support veterans to gain their trust. And you know some of those examples, they'll be bogus military charities that'll try to solicit donations from veterans or scammers that pose as VA officials and they'll ask for personal information to update their veterans records. Um, I mean, they'll have fake classified ads for rental properties that offer discounts for veterans and active duty service members. I mean, really, the list goes on and on. And uh, unfortunately, because there's the understanding that for a lot of veterans, obviously, there is a fixed income for them. That's why uh, veterans are often targeted, the same as seniors are, um, because they're, they're looking for somebody who, who has a specific amount of income that they're bringing in every month because they're going to try and deprive you of it. Yeah, and I, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, these people that have served our country, you know, are being targeted in such a way. And I, I think I was looking at some statistics about veterans either uh, being scammed at a higher rate or, or um, being scammed out of more money at a higher rate. Do, can you talk a little bit about that? Or do you, you know yeah. about some of that? 
both of that is uh, is true, unfortunately. And so, you know, in in terms of uh, scamming veterans, that some of the numbers that we have since uh, 2015, the FTC has received uh, 163,000 fraud reports from military retirees and veterans. Uh, and so, of those reports, you know, 12% of retirees and veterans reported a financial loss. 16% of active duty members and 14% of uh, versus 14% of just regular civilians who experienced a financial loss. So definitely, uh, there's no question that veterans are a targeted class of people. Uh, and I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, if you if you look at the numbers in terms of median loss from fraud, uh, the numbers for military retirees or veterans is hundreds of dollars higher than it is for for you know, the civilian population. So, I mean, we know for a fact that veterans are specifically targeted. And as you indicated, I mean, what a what a terrible way uh, to treat our nation's, um, you know, heroes is by targeting them for consumer-related scams. It's really awful. And so then if veterans are, are, are getting, you know, have these questions, they can, they can either report these things to you or they can reach out to your office, right? Correct, correct. And, and we're hoping that they do because we are really tenacious in going after these scam artists. And, you know, as you said, I mean, it's a it's an ongoing problem, but we are really sort of the, the go-to uh, department in order to help people when they've been victimized. Yeah, you know, I look at those statistics and it makes me wonder why, you know, why are we getting scanned? It's not like we're not smart or, you know, when I think about military active duty, I think it's we're, we're just more trusting. Maybe we, you know, we're serving this country. So, a man, you know, obviously no one's going to try to take advantage of us. But I just want to tell the listeners that there are people out there who don't care, unfortunately. And so, you know, we have to be on the lookout for for those people who are trying to take advantage of our of our kindness, our generosity or our our. our our ability to hold, to have integrity and think that other people have integrity too. Uh, yes. And, and director Adams, what, what I would really suggest is that, you know, anytime that somebody contacts uh, you or, you know, and it's unsolicited and you didn't reach out to that person, you just people have to do their homework and can't trust somebody who is just, you know, calling them, texting them, emailing them, uh, or contacting them over social media and they didn't reach out to that person. But the smart move always is never to be rushed into making a decision because that's a sure sign of the scam. But that's what we do at our department. So please just reach out to us and ask, say somebody called with this offer. It sounds too good to be true, is it? And we'll look into it for you before you give anybody your private information, before you give anybody your social security number or a credit card number, just call us. And, and we're available to take those inquiries. And so if it is legitimate, we can let you know that as well. Yeah, and that's that's important too for veteran um, accredited veteran service officers and anyone saying that we want, you know, we're a veteran advocate to help you with your VA claims. There is, a, you know, a government website, ogc.va.gov or ogc.gov. And it's the Office of General Counsel who can assist you with making sure that the person that you're working with, with your claim, is accredited to actually handle those claims and that they're not supposed to charge. So if you have questions about that as well, as always, you can call us at 1-800-MISHVET. That's 1-800-642-4838. If you're working with someone or want to work with somebody to find out if they're accredited and you're not able to, to search that on the website. So, you know, I, I appreciate this information. And I and just really quickly, can you tell us, you talked about bogus military charities, which there are veteran and military charities out there everywhere. How, do the, how would someone know which ones are legitimate? By contacting our office, 
you know, we we have a list of all the legitimate charities, um, and that's part of what we do. Uh, and you know, you can contact us and we can review it with you and we can let you know absolutely whether it is a legitimate source or not and whether it's a legitimate. Remember, there's so many scam charities out there. You really have to be careful and do your homework uh, or else, you know, you, you can easily get scammed. Yeah, that's great information. Well, I want to I want to shift gears one last time and just talk a little bit about your videos. You've been doing a ton of videos and I'm looking forward to us doing one together, too. But can you tell us about that and where they can find them? Yeah, so uh, if you if you go again to um, our, our website, uh, we, you know, I really had wanted to do a number of town halls in 2020 that were consumer protection oriented. And, and we used to do in 2019, I did, you know, dozens and dozens of senior town halls to, to go talk to different populations of people to let them know what scams were out there and to give them examples. But of course, with uh, you know, COVID 2020 had different plans for us. So instead, I started putting together these videos in the hopes that people would share them. And it's got sort of common scams that, and you you get to see what they are, uh, and you know, get tips so that you best know how to identify what those scams are and how to avoid them. So at our, our website has all of that information. Well, I hope that you all will go check that out. Just remember that you can find out information about um, making complaints and about some of the recent scams at the Michigan.gov backslash AG complaints. You can also call them at 1-877-765-8388. I want to thank you so much for your time today, Attorney General Nessel. Well, thanks so much for having me. And uh, I hope this was informative. And I hope people will really avail themselves to the uh you know, the assistance that we offer the Department of Attorney General, that's what, uh, that's what you pay your taxes for. And um, that's what we're there to do is to assist people who are having these issues. It was extremely informative. And so I want to thank you again. We're going to welcome our next guest, Annie Callahan, Director of Outreach and Partnerships and Ward Walling Camp at, of Camp Liberty. He's a veteran participant, youth wrestler trainer, and he assists with many operations at Camp Liberty. We will um, be back soon on the Veterans Perspective. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. We're going to welcome our next guest, Annie Callahan, Director of Outreach and Partnerships and Ward Walling Camp at, of Camp Liberty. He's a veteran participant, youth wrestler trainer, and he assists with many operations at Camp Liberty. A little bit about Camp Liberty. Camp Liberty provides inclusive outdoor recreation programs that aid in the regeneration uh, reintegration, I'm sorry, of U.S. military service members, veterans, and their families with an emphasis on assisting those with PTS, traumatic brain injuries, and mobility disabilities since 2012. Camp Liberty provides an environment conducive to the therapeutic experience facilitated by a natural wilderness setting, helping individuals develop life skills or face or who are facing health challenges. Uh, Camp Liberty's base of operation is 137 acres located in Norville Township in Jackson County, and it's operated through a long-term land sharing agreement. Camp Liberty hosts various veteran and special group outdoor re recreation activities to help veterans enjoy a therapeutic experience unique to Michigan. Welcome to the show, Annie and Ward. Thank you so much, Director Adams. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. So let's let's get started talking about um, a little bit about um, Camp Liberty. Um, how did Camp Liberty get started, Annie? Uh, neither Warder or myself were uh, in the picture. It was a collective effort between veterans and locals in the community years ago, focusing on veterans with TBI and PTSD. Most of that group is no longer 
with Camp Liberty, but the mission remains the same. So right now, Ward, myself, Rich Delisle, and um, two other board members are focused on getting this mission out to veterans so they know what we're doing and what we're up to and communicating our programs better to them. So um, we know that um, Camp Liberty services veterans with PTSD and um, TBI. Is it just for veterans? Is it just those ailments? Has, it, has the mission expanded? Um, who is it for? It's open to all veterans. We have a specific focus on those veterans, but it's open to all veterans, their caregivers, their families, all, all stays at our lodge free of charge. All programs are free of charge. They'll never pay a penny. Veterans have paid enough. So any, and the, the lodge itself, Director Adams, is beautiful. And um, it also serves as a, a way for veterans to get away. Not, a lot of veterans simply can't afford a stay or a vacation with their family. So it acts as that purpose as well. It's there for veterans to use for whatever reason they need to use it. But we also have these programs going on, which are very much needed by our veterans. Um, so uh, Ward, I know you're helping out. You're a veteran who's who's utilized the facility. Can you tell me about some of the programs you may have participated in or some of the ones that you know about there? Yeah, so the first time I stayed there um, was actually just, it wasn't anything that I was interested in going through a program or anything that was pre-set up. I just wanted to take my dad hunting. My dad's a veteran as well, um, doesn't get around as well as he used to and gave me a call and said, hey, it's been a few years since I've been out. Do you have a spot I'd really like to get out? Um, and I reached out to Annie and Camp Liberty and they said, yeah, absolutely. It was short notice, but nobody was booked in the lodge. And they said, not only can you hunt, but you can come out here and stay in the lodge. Um, you and your dad can stay. We have a gator out there for you to be able to get your dad to his hunting spot. And their blinds were beautiful, they were, they were heated. Um, and it was just a great trip. And I remember telling my dad, this isn't your last time hunting. Now that we have this place, we'll be out hunting a lot. So it really brought us together um, with a bond that we used to share when I was growing up and that has just kind of gone by the wayside over the past few years. Um, but they opened their arms and welcomed us there, even though there wasn't necessarily a program for it. It was, yeah, come out and go hunting. So it was great. Well, that's wonderful. And so, you know, there, there are hunting opportunities, but what about, about um, other opportunities for maybe someone who's not looking for a hunting opportunity. What, what other opportunities are out there um, at Camp Liberty, Annie? We have kayaking, fishing. We're starting uh, beekeeping the first week of May. We also uh, partnered with MSU SNAP Extension Program. So we're beginning our farming out there at the, the last week of April. And that will be elevated farm beds. So um, veterans with any physical limitations can participate as well. We have Ward's uh, martial arts program coming up. We have a, um, a Lego PTSD group coming out. We have a recovery retreat the weekend of April 23rd. Um, we have, I'm looking right now. Um, we have a program where we're bridging the gap between veterans who are less fortunate and veterans of more means. And so what we're doing is we are transporting our homeless veterans and our veterans who are a bit more disadvantaged to go out there uh, with a variety of programs. We have chess, we have a music program and farming for them as well. I really think it's important to allow veterans who may not think it's for them to come out and enjoy the same experience all veterans do. Okay, yeah, that's great. So I, 
you know, just being the month of the military child, do you have any programs for, you know, children of veterans out yep. at Camp Liberty? Yep. We just started, we partnered with Save Our Youth here in Jackson. And our first children's program is going to be a musical program. Any, uh, well, at this point, we haven't had an instrument that we couldn't provide, but uh, it's a program with experienced instructors teaching children music and all the, the therapy that comes along with that. It's a two hour program. We're going to host it on weekends. Right now we're reaching out to the veterans in our, our Camp Liberty base to get the numbers going and to pick a day. Hopefully it's a weekend. It's very hard with COVID right now to start some programs, but we're hoping to get that. We're hoping all these programs are up and running in May. Okay, great. And how many families can um, utilize the lodge at one time? We have four bedrooms. Um, right now, we, we've had, I mean, pre-COVID, we've had up to 50 veterans at a time there, all coming with their sleeping bags. We have a, a group of Marines coming in, for instance, uh, the anniversary of losing their brothers in Fallujah is coming up. They're coming up as, as a group of 15. So it's not only families, it's sometimes groups. There isn't really a number. I guess, I mean, the maximum we've had at one time is 50, but that's cots, sleeping on the couch, sleeping beds. But I would say comfortably, probably 10 people. It's okay. a beautiful lodge. I, I hope you come visit. I, you know, I, I look forward to coming to visit. It sounds like an amazing experience. And so I guess I want to, you know, while we have a little bit of time left, I want to know if people want to volunteer or support Camp Liberty, how do they reach out? You can go to our website, camplibertymichigan.org. There is a volunteer sign-up section right there. We are also um, updating it. So the end of this week, our programs will be there too if people want to sign up for those programs. Okay, great. So there are programs happening in 2021 then? Yes, yes. Starting in May, the farming and the beekeeping are okay. starting and, and the music program as well. Okay, great. And then um, I know, Ward, you're teaching some classes this summer as well? Yes, yeah, so I've started a veterans basic martial arts training program. Um, I have a few years experience in mixed martial arts, I have a few fights under my belt. And I think it's important for veterans, um, especially a lot of the veterans that we have around Jackson, kind of get to get their confidence back up to where it was when they were serving. And martial arts is a great way to do that um, through training and discipline. And not only learning martial arts, but learning practical martial arts that can actually be, you know, life-saving in, in a situation. God forbid that comes up, but we want to provide our veterans with those tools. And I think it'll be something that most veterans are interested in, um, whether they ever plan to compete or not. It's a good thing to have in your tool bag if you ever need it. Well, I, I think that that's wonderful. And so as we wrap up, I just wanted to say thank you both for your time and sharing about Camp Liberty. If anyone out there is um, you know, looking for more information, you can go to camplibertymichigan.org or you can call them at 248-345-1986. Thank you so much, Annie and Ward for joining us today. Thank you, Director Adams. I hope that if you um, have any questions or you need assistance, you can always give us a call at 1-800-MICHVET. That's 1-800-642-4838. Thanks for tuning in today and we'll see you next time on The Veterans Perspective.